the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We're going to talk today on the Bruce Hooley Show about responsibility and about accountability. Uh, When you have both, you really have something, whether it is as a parent, uh, as a leader, as an elected official, people who understand both responsibility and accountability are necessary in an orderly society and in a great country. Because if you understand the essence of responsibility and accountability, then you offer people something else. And that something else you offer them is dependability. But when you have responsibility without accountability, then you are looking for something. I don't mean you as the person who should be served by someone who's both responsible And accountable, I mean, you're the person who's responsible, but you're not accountable, so you look for something else. And that something else you're looking for is not accountability, that is deniability. And that is what we have with Joe Biden, with U.S. Congressman Joyce Beatty, with the Columbus Dispatch, and with others in our city, and in our nation. And that is why we are suffering, because we have no shortage of responsibility. We have a vast, vast, vast chasm of accountability. I'm Bruce Hooley. It's the Bruce Hooley Show, 11 to 1. Glad to have you along on the Answer Network, 98.9 Columbus, 94.5 in Dayton. Joe Biden's inflation is a tax that is oppressive on the poorest in our society because I don't know anyone who can afford to not eat, right? You got to eat. Food prices are up and food prices are up because transportation costs are up. And when transportation costs go up, the cost of farming goes up. The cost of moving goods to market goes up. It creeps in everywhere, and vendors have to figure out a way to cover their costs, and so they, guess what, pass the costs along to you. But Joe Biden is certainly responsible, but definitely, definitely, definitely not accountable. And he made that clear yesterday in his speech before a friendly audience, a union audience at the AFL-CIO. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. Oh, you are doing that. You are changing people's lives for the worst. 
I don't know of anybody who is in the middle class or the lower class who thinks their life is better with $5 a gallon gas. Certainly the people who live in Franklinton and Linden and the Hilltop, they don't think their lives are any better. Their costs are going up. Their neighborhoods are becoming less safe. Andrew Ginther, the mayor of Columbus, is ultimately responsible for that, but he is definitely not and has not been accountable for that. Overnight, we had a 14-year-old boy stabbed to death in the hilltop. A 14-year-old boy. Uh, Columbus police are looking for a couple teenagers who are suspects in the murder of a 15-year-old boy and an 18-year-old boy who died earlier this month in gunfire. They are looking for 16-year-old Baron Anderson and 15-year-old Terrell Hicks Freeman, who are believed to be responsible for those murders. 14, two 15-year-olds, a 16-year-old, and an 18-year-old. Either dead or those who are believed to be responsible for those young people's deaths. Today, in the Hilltop, in Franklinton, in rural areas served by AEP, people want some accountability from their power company because there are still many people without power, which means you are without refrigeration, which means you are without air conditioning in what is unquestionably the hottest week of the year and may prove to be the hottest week ever on record in Columbus, if you count the heat index. I feel for people in those situations. AEP has an explanation for it. People don't really want to hear an explanation. They just want some air conditioning. 120,000 people still without power. Franklin County, 75,000. There are cooling centers open around town. Hopefully you can find one. Or, you know, I'd tell you to go to the mall, but you might get shot and killed. Because that happened at Tuttle Mall on Sunday. And what AEP is citing as the explanation for all of this is that when part of the power grid goes down, they have to bypass that part in order to work on it and fix it. So it overloads some circuits. I'm not a technical genius. I'm not an electrical engineer. But I take their word for it. Everybody is on a load. This is... AEP VP of Operations, Tom Kraft, talking. Everybody is on a load, and there is a wire running to a base of customers. Part of that wire got torn down because of the storm. It can't carry the load of the whole customer. If you leave it, that creates failures in other parts of the system, so they reroute around it. And that rerouted part of the system overloaded. And so in order to keep it from blowing up, it has a governor on it. And it trips to keep it from being overloaded. So they might not have this all fixed until the weekend. And I have no doubt that will not be a suitable amount of accountability to go with their responsibility to service the customers who pay their bills every month. Now, I mentioned Representative Joyce Beatty and I mentioned the Columbus Dispatch. in My opening statement about having responsibility but not having accountability. What is that? that I'm referring to. 
Well, yesterday, the U.S. House passed a bill that will now head to Joe Biden's office. It is a rare, very rare bill in Washington, D.C., in that it is truly bipartisan. This bill would protect Supreme Court justices and their families from lunatics who would like to do them harm or, like the guy arrested over the weekend, assassinate one of them or kidnap one of them. I would hope that no matter which side of the aisle you are on, you could agree that violence against a Supreme Court justice or against one of their family members is a bad thing in an orderly society. Every single U.S. senator agrees with that perspective. The bill passed 100 to nothing in the Senate. All but 27 working representatives of the U.S. House of Representatives agreed with that sentiment yesterday. The bill passed 396 to 27. 396 to 27. Lots of Democrats, lots of Republicans. But who were the 27? Well, the 27 were all Democrats. And one of the 27, and she's listed first in every list because she is the head of the Congressional Black Caucus, is Columbus's very own Joyce Beatty. Now, if you are the company you keep, then Joyce Beatty must be auditioning for a spot in the squad because AOC, Ayanna Presley, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, Pramila Jayapal, those are the members of the squad, and those are some of the other Democrats who voted against protecting Supreme Court justices and their families. I am left with no other takeaway from this than that Joyce Beatty has no problem with violence against her political opponent. She wouldn't mind seeing Brett Kavanaugh or one of his family threatened or worse by one of the crazed lunatics protesting outside their home or the guy from California who flew in with a gun, a knife, and criminal tools in order to kidnap him. The threat is not imaginary. It is real. He came to kill Brett Kavanaugh. And yet Joyce Beatty is unmoved by that threat to a sitting Supreme Court justice because, no doubt, he is a Republican and one of the five presumed to be a justice voting against the continuation of Roe versus Wade. This, I would think, would be big news to the Columbus Dispatch, Joyce Beatty's hometown newspaper. But while you will find 30 stories, 30 news stories on the Columbus Dispatch website under the heading news, you will not find any story or any mention of Joyce Beatty voting no on Supreme Court justices and their family safety. You will not find a single mention of it on the Columbus Dispatch website. So this caused me to inquire as to why that is. And I have received not just one, but two very interesting responses from uh, the, I believe his title is the political editor at the dispatcher. He's certainly a person with uh, the leeway to weigh in on political matters. He has done so, and I will share with you next what he had to say. So you will find lots and lots and lots of stories on the Columbus Dispatch website. There's a story on there about AEP and the power outages. 
oh, baby formula shortage and how it's discriminatory and racist, uh, of course, against black people. Uh, the I-70 Front Street Sawmill Parkway, hundreds donating ice to a Columbus dog shelter. That's sweet. Free concerts. Oh, it's Pride Month, so of course, here we go. A pride to a guide, rather. <laughs> Freudian slip. A guide to LGBTQ resources in Greater Columbus for Pride Month, in case you'd like to know where you can take your kid to commit child abuse. Uh, Intel incentives, rent control ban. What might be Ohio law this summer? But you will not find on the page where 30 news stories are listed. 30. Anything about Columbus Congresswoman Joyce Beatty, the head of the Congressional Black Caucus, being one of just 27 Democrats in the Senate and House to vote against a bill that has now been sent to Joe Biden's desk. Hopefully they can roust him to sign it during the 15 minutes he's awake uh, per day. She, Joyce Beatty, voted against providing security for Supreme Court justices and their families the same week that a man flew in from California with the expressed intent to kill Justice Brett Kavanaugh. This is not one of the top 30 news stories in the evaluation process of the editors of the Columbus Dispatch. So I asked that question today on social media, and I received two responses from Daryl Rowland. Uh, Mr. Rowland is... um, an upper-level dispatch longtime employee. He writes a political-oriented column for the dispatch. He is um, working for a newspaper that purports to be down the middle and nonpartisan. And I had no doubt that he would come up with some kind of explanation for what is inexplicable, namely that they would not deem noting Joyce Beatty's objection to the security of Supreme Court justices as worthy of news. And so his first response, Mr. Rowland's first response was, sad to say we have no Washington, D.C. Bureau anymore to localize worthy national stories like this and many others. In fact, your former colleague, and he named someone who used to work at the Plain Dealer, with me, is the only one left from the old print days, I believe. Okay, so they don't have a Washington bureau at the dispatches. They used to have Jack Tory in Washington, and, you know, since their newspaper has declined over the years, as has every local newspaper, they don't have the money to have a Washington bureau. Interesting explanation, uh, and it might be convincing if, for the fact, that the Columbus Dispatch and other newspapers around the country, since newspapers existed, have had what are called wire services to cover national issues that they don't have a person on site to write the news. Wildfire in Flagstaff, Arizona? Are they going to send somebody to Flagstaff, Arizona? No. No, they're going to pull that off the Associated Press wire. Or they're going to grab it off one of their other wires that they subscribe to. I don't know if the dispatch subscribes anymore to Reuters, but I know this. They're part of the USA Today network because I see stories on their website all the time from USA Today. And I really don't believe, because it would be idiotic to believe, 
that USA Today did not write any story about a bill passing the House 396 to 27 providing security for Supreme Court justices because that is news. Any bill that passes the House in the week that a Supreme Court justice is threatened with an assassination plot, that is the definition of news. So, Daryl, nice try. But I know you could have found a USA Today story or some other wire story mentioning that. And you know what? You could have highlighted Joyce Beatty in there because it wouldn't have taken any talent at all. One of the many interns that you have down there that you write these glowing biographies of on your website so we can get to know them better. If they could not localize that story themselves by calling Representative Beatty's office and saying, you know, we'd like a comment from Representative Beatty about why she voted against this bill. And even if she didn't respond, you could have written in your story. Joyce Beatty could not be reached for comment. Or, as I would have written it, Joyce Beatty refused comment. Because the reason why you don't have a story about Joyce Beatty voting against security for Supreme Court justices is because it makes Joyce Beatty look like someone who is perfectly okay with violence against her political enemies. And that is exactly why she voted no against this bill. That is why Maxine Waters voted against this bill. That is why AOC, Ilhan Omar, and others voted against this bill, because If Brett Kavanaugh has to be assassinated in order to preserve Roe versus Wade, that is an equation that I'm sure Joyce Beatty is absolutely fine with in her heart of hearts. And so I mentioned to Mr. Rowland on Twitter that you run wire stories all the time. Come on, nice try, but I'm not buying it. And he said, come on, Bruce, there's no attempt to make anyone look good or bad here. Unfortunately, we basically have no wires except the AP. You have USA Today. I did not see a story on the House vote to protect justices on the USA Today budget. So he didn't see it. It doesn't exist. And it certainly wouldn't have had a nationwide vote breakdown, including Representative Beatty. No, that is why you have those little interns running around, Daryl. So you can have them localize it for you or you I know it's beneath you, a man of your esteemed abilities, writing your political column. You certainly could have done it because I guarantee there was nothing else happening yesterday in the state of Ohio on a political basis that was bigger than Joyce Beatty voting against Supreme Court justices' security. This is clearly an attempt to keep people from knowing that Joyce Beatty is a partisan hack who, though she talks about doing so many things for the people in her district, she has, in fact, done nothing for her district except collect a big, fat paycheck and a million-dollar house while she married into power and advanced throughout the system when her husband was term-limited out and she had to step in. You can continue voting for Joyce Beatty if you want record murder rates in the city of Columbus and no accountability on matters like this that everyone can agree on.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.